Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello again. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am here with my husband, Christopher. Hello. Hi. I hear we're giving something away today. (laughs) He's like legit. He literally, guys, he walks into my office because we had to record and I send him, uh, you know, what what the flow is, what we're giving away, who we're giving it away to. And he walks in and he's like, seriously? This is not okay. He's legit irritated that we are giving away the Cinnamon Apple Energy Plus. But here's why. It's a very holiday generous thing to do. Yeah, well, it's a very holiday thing I want to drink. <laughs> I know, that's so true. I was like, well, but we can get more. Mm. Um, we love the Apple Cinnamon Energy Plus. I start my day with it, and that is my caffeine for the day. I don't have any other caffeine, but honestly, I just really, really love the taste. I drink it hot like tea. It's mild. It's not like a super strong or super sweet flavor. Um, but because it is limited edition, Chris is like legit grumpy pants about it. Yes. But maybe what I'll do is I'll put the link because only one person's going to win today. I'll put the link in the show notes because it is limited edition. I don't know if it'll still be available when this episode airs, but in case it is so that people can, can check it out. Cause I'm, I'm for one, I'm going to be disappointed when it's gone, which is why you're disappointed that we're giving away our stock. Yes. I bought a nice amount of stock and it's all <laughs> disappearing and you bought it even more than I did. Anyway, that's what we're giving away. And I feel very holly jolly about it. Somebody over here is like, nah. Ah, bah humbug. Yeah, legit. Okay. With that said, we'll announce the winner at the end of today's episode. Let's get going with the questions. Would you think this first one's long? Question number one. It's a book. <laughs> it's not a book. <laughs> it's like three sentences. You've spoken about looking for things to be grateful for in your partner. I can do that and still get extremely frustrated when he doesn't listen well or seemingly misses the point. Did you write this question? <laughs> <Can you? laughs> did you write this question? I didn't. I didn't. Um, so I can do that and still get extremely frustrated when he doesn't listen well or seemingly misses the point of what I'm saying. I'm not chatty, so since we're together 24-7, when I say something, I'd like for him to listen. So yes, I can find plenty to be grateful for, and yet I still get mad at him several times a week. And importantly, I don't calmly explain over and over the same thing that I'd like him to listen. At this point, I immediately get pretty mad. Are you sure? No, here's here's why Chris thinks that I wrote this question and I didn't. What I calmly say over and over again is, you don't have to escalate like that. You can answer calmly. How often do I say that? Every time I respond. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. I I hear you. I can be grateful that you 
help out with the construction stuff. Sometimes I can't hear you, and that's why I say, what? <laughs> it's not that you say what. It's how, it's how you, you say it. But exactly. it's just me not being able to hear. But it's not that you say what. It's how you say it. You can see, guys, we have it's, this It's how you perceive me saying it. So here's the deal. You get extremely frustrated when he doesn't listen well or he misses the point of what you're saying. Look, if he misses the point of what you're saying, I would say you just need to improve your communication, right? And it's not that you can put it all on him if he misses the point, but it could be that he just picked up on a different point. The truth is, if each one of us, if I got a hundred of us in the room and we were each told a short story, we would all have different takeaways from it. You know, there would be 30% of the room that would think this was the main point. And there would be 30% of the room that would think this was the main point. And there would be 30% of the room that was just totally confused and really doesn't remember what was said or wasn't paying attention. If he misses the point of what you're saying, then I think that's an opportunity to just communicate differently. I say this to you all the time. No, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking something different. When you recently got an accepted offer on a house, I asked you a question and you took it to mean something totally different than what I was saying. And so I was just like, wait, no, that's not where I was going with that. I was, I was saying this. To me, if you are acknowledging that you're getting so irritated with him over this, this is your opportunity to communicate better because angry communication is not effective communication. So if you are upset that he's not a good listener, but you're not a good communicator, let's work on you, you know? And and I'm not saying that the way you said it the first time wasn't well communicated, but if he missed the point, it wasn't communicated the way he needed to hear the point. But if you are getting aggravated and angry and, and like you, in your own words, immediately get pretty mad, you are not being a good communicator in that point. So now who's who's more guilty here? The bad listener or the bad communicator? Right? You're upset that he's a bad listener, but here you are immediately getting mad. That's not being a good communicator. One of the things that I think helps me with Chris and we do not have ideal communication. Like this is not a show where we're relationship experts at all because no. we're not at all our communication definitely has room for improvement. But like one of my hot buttons is that I say something and when he could respond just totally chill, calm, neutral, he responds irritated or aggravated. And then I don't want to continue the conversation. Like I feel like it's immediately putting a wall up. Works and so, like a charm. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, that's his, that's his mission, I suppose. Bad joke. Um, so what I say calmly over and over, because I can't be like, don't get aggravated if I'm the one getting aggravated. But I say over and over, I don't know why you need to say it with that tone. I don't need, know why you need to come back and escalate. Because in that moment, if he's already irritated and then I come back irritated, it doesn't help. Similarly, when things really upset me and I'm super pissed off, if he comes back super pissed off, we now have a problem. So he usually just gives me like space to just be real mad. But the truth is, if you don't want to keep getting really mad over the same thing that that from the little bit that you shared doesn't sound like it's a massive, huge issue, then you get to practice in those moments showing up the way you want to show up. 
Does it mean that everything changes? No. I've probably said to Chris 20,000 times, it's not what you said. It's the way that you said it. And maybe it's incrementally a tiny bit better. Maybe it's not. But the truth is, even if it never gets better, me getting pissed off and snapping about it, sure, it's hell isn't going to make it any better. Whoever says it's the loudest is the most right. And you can just take that to the bank. <laughs> well, you know what they say. You don't need to raise your voice. You need to improve your argument. You don't need to raise your voice. You need Because like for me, and, and here's the other part of it. What I want in communication in a relationship is probably very different from what Chris wants. Like what I want is what I want. What Chris wants is what Chris wants. Chris could be very happy with a different setup and dynamic than what would make me really happy. But like I want attention-free house. So when I say something and he responds, right. Agri- no more attention. when when I say something and he responds irritated like that goes against what I want in my home which is just like an easy environment and I think it's probably you know we all have like origins of where this comes from but like I grew up in a house where like there was just rapid escalation and and I hate that it just feels crappy but the fact is if you want to be listened to, how are you encouraging him to listen when the second that you feel like he's not, you're immediately angry? You're not doing your part to facilitate the response that you want to get. So that's my thoughts on that one. And I agree with her. Look at that. Because I don't want to get in a fight. <laughs> Question number two. Do you have any tips on how to stop trying to please everyone? Yes. Stop. I would Practice really say no. I, but even before that, are you pleasing yourself? You know, like what a lot of people who feel like they're people pleasers, they're putting everybody before themselves. And I think a great practice is, well, what does it look like to make me happy in this situation? Mm. You know, how can I be happy with my boundaries? How can I be happy with... Um, my communication, how can I be happy with my interactions and what this does for the relationship and how I'm showing up and all of that. Most people who feel like they're people pleasers really have never given much serious thought to what would it take to please me in this situation. The other part of it is, who do you want to please? It's not, it can't just be everybody, you know? If people don't like me, aren't part of my life, don't support what I'm doing. I'm not here to please them. You know, there are people who might reach out and ask for something or want me to do things a certain way, but like, you're not really part of my circle and you're not really on my team here. So if you're disappointed with how I do this, that's fine. Like we had a lot of conversations related to this pregnancy in terms of like, who do we tell? When do we tell them? And who just finds out when the world finds out on the internet, you know? And I know that there are some people they are going to be legit pissed off that they found out when the rest of the world found out. So what? But the truth there is, who do I care about really genuinely pleasing? Like, who is at the top of that list for me? And the truth is, you've got to focus there. If you try to focus on everywhere, then what you're missing is the first part of it, which is how do you please yourself? I would be super dissatisfied if I handled this pregnancy the way everybody else 
like trying to satisfy everybody else and make sure that this person hears before this person and this person. And like, no, 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 no. I'm doing what is best for us. And then there are a few people, your immediate family, my immediate like, like family, immediate, 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 immediate because yeah. yeah. And then a few of our very close friends, but like a few, yes. a small number, because otherwise it just gets out of control. So I think the first thing is to know what, and it, this can be situation by situation. What does it look like? What do you need to really satisfy yourself here? And then who are the people that you really put at the top of the priority list? And it's probably not going to be more than five or ten people. It's understand? going to be people you'd not you'd be disappointed if you didn't hear from them again. Yeah, and the thing is, part of life is realizing that there's always going to be somebody that's unhappy. And the more you do, and the more out there you are, and the older you get the more of that there is. And that's okay. So I would start with the first steps here in terms of tips, get really clear situation by situation on you and what it takes for your needs to be met. And then get really clear on who do I really care to please? And that's going to be in tears, right? Like for me, Chris, my mom, my sister, that's, that's the tippy top of the list. I think beyond that, it's Chris's parents, Chris's siblings, you know, and, and the truth is at some point you have to give up what it is that you want to please people. And while I would do that in a lot of situations for Chris or for my mom, there's a lot of people I'm not going to do that for. Right. But if you're not clear on your own boundaries, then you'll just exhaust yourself trying to please everybody else. That's where I'd have you You don't want that kind of exhaustion. Or any kind of exhaustion. Right. Yeah. Next. Question number three. Okay. How do you balance striving to achieve your goals with being grateful for where you are and enjoying life in the moment? This sounds a bit familiar. Like last week. I feel like week. we talked about this last week. Yeah. Being you, grateful for where you are. Yeah, it's kind of like. You can try to improve and still be happy with what you have. Yeah. It, it, I think the perfect example of this, because we understand it so well in certain areas of our lives, and then we get all tripped up over it in other areas of our lives. Like, how do I how do I feel really grateful for and appreciate my body and also want to change it? Like, to change it, don't I have to hate it? No, that's like saying to change your relationship, you need to hate it. Right. It's because you value it so much, because you are so grateful for it, you want to make it as great as it can be. And that is the same thing with with physical health, with fitness, because I'm so grateful for this, because I value this so much, I really want to get all that I can out of it. So this to me is just the shift between an either or mentality or a both right. kind of perspective. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Number four. What's the subject of your next book? Mm. Buy it and find out. Next question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So I'm trying to think of the best way to, to describe this. Um, and obviously I'll share more when it gets closer, but essentially um, tools and strategies when you are in a very dark and challenging time. And that can be related to anything, anything big, anything small, but that's really the, the simplest way to answer that. Oh, weird. There's actually a name with this question. Obvious plant. <laughs> no, no, I actually didn't. I, I, I know, I haven't I know you don't do that. I know. Yeah, no, and I haven't talked about the book at all. Hey, look, if I wanted to do an entire episode on like what the next book is about, I'd totally I, do that. I'm just teasing you. I know. 
You only put in the questions about me. <laughs> that was not <laughs> about you. Next question. Question number five. You know how you know it's not about me? The person who wrote it said, I'm not chatty. You're not chatty. I'm Last night, I was like super chatting your ear off and you were asleep. See how I don't know you were chatting my ear <laughs> off? That's why he thinks I'm not chatty. Uh, okay. Question well. numero cinco. Okay. What are some of the best practices for generating an email list for an online business? Great content. That is the only strategy. You have to put out such good content, valuable stuff that people are like, I don't want to miss it. Consistently. But he, but but in terms of like generating an email list, yeah. the, 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 for the only reason that you could send out a crappy email every Every day. I'm saying you have, to, you have to have the good content consistently. Agree. Agree. But the first thing is, I, here's where I see a lot of people making mistakes. They think that they need to be so consistent that they'll put out crappy content. Yeah. You know, like, I just need to have something to post on social media today. So it's just like freaking weird and random and totally uninteresting and just like, and you know it because of the engagement that it got. Like, yeah. it just didn't land. And look... We all have those posts. We all have those emails. Like, I actually thought that was good, but it seems like nobody else in the world did. Okay, lesson learned. But the best practice for generating an email list is to be known for having great things to say. An awesome example of this is James Clear. James Clear is the author of Atomic Habits, and he puts out an email that goes out weekly on Thursdays. I've not, well, I've maybe gotten one in the last six months that didn't have something that I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. Which means that 99.9% of his emails include at least one line, which is all I'm really looking for, that's like, I love that. I need to save that. That's super, super good. If you focus on really great content, people are going to want it. And it doesn't matter if they go to a podcast to get it, they go to an email list to get it. They'll totally exchange email addresses with you to get that from you. But the key is, and the only key as far as I'm concerned, is really valuable content that's interesting, that's motivational, that's educational, that gives them a tool or a resource that's unique, that's not something they've heard before. That's really, that's really the only tip I got. But I think it's also the only tip you need. Yeah, I would say yes. Question number six. Okay, I'm ready. Do bullies only exist for people who lack self-confidence? No. Bullies are bullies regardless of you anybody else. You feel about this. Was this your plant? No. Okay, I got I to gotta read this question again because I'm not even sure if I know what it's asking. Do bullies only exist... For people who have who are lacking self confidence, so like say no. you're yeah you 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 lack self confidence, are you the only person that would experience a bully versus somebody who's, who's super confident, confident could never be bullied? Yeah, right. no, Anyb- absolutely, anybody not. can be bullied. But here's here's I think the difference, and I don't think it has anything to do with confidence. I think it has to do with the level of your mindset, how you respond to it, you know, mm. and and I think you can be um, you can be extremely confident and be decimated by a bully. And you can, you know, have low self-confidence. And let it roll off your back. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think this is necessarily tied to confidence. But the fact is, bullying absolutely can happen regardless of somebody's confidence, regardless of somebody's 
Success. Success, yeah. Financial status, friend group, age group, gender, for sure. I I don't think there's anybody who I would say they couldn't be bullied. Right. Anybody can be bullied. It just comes down to how they respond to it. Exactly. And how they respond to it, again, I don't think comes down to a lack of confidence. Like, there are areas where, and and even more than that, confidence isn't like a yes or no, all or nothing kind of thing. I think we all have areas in in our lives where we're more confident and areas where we're a little bit less sure of ourselves and more insecure. And I think that when you are attacked by another person whether it is bullying or it's it's absolutely anything where your power comes from is unrelated to confidence and and more related to how much weight you give it how much emotional weight you give it how much time you give it and not so much I wish it was as easy as just like letting it roll off your back or not. Cause when I think about that, I'm like, how the heck? Cause it, it, it's really hard because there's some things I can let just roll off my back and I could give two craps about, and, and there's other, other things, things that I'm just like, I will murder you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, and, and you're a super confident person. Like I would say you're one of the more confident people that I know. Um, I really think that this is one of those things that, bullying very simply just to not go off on a tangent here because the question is pretty straightforward. Bullying can happen to anybody. Anyone. Anyone at any time. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that we don't have control over our response to it um, because we do. But no matter how confident or lacking confidence you are, anybody can be bullied. Right. Yep. Don't let someone else be in a dick help uh, hurt your self-value. Yeah. Either way. They're all over the place. I am. You know. Next question. Final question. Okay. How do you build a success? Really? I just, my mouth just messed up saying successful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about the question. I'm like, oh. how, how do you build a successful network marketing business if you don't have a big social media following? Build one. No, not even. <laughs> I don't even necessarily think that's the case. Okay. The notion that if you don't have a big social media following, you can't have a successful network marketing business is totally bananas and bonkers. Because the truth is that I would say 95% of people in network marketing don't have a big social media following. At least not in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. You don't need, so let's, let's think about it this way. How about everybody who was super successful in network marketing before Facebook? Right. Before, what was before Facebook? MySpace. Before any of that, you know, there are tons of people. I was on a call the other day with a, a, a couple who is uh, building a network marketing team out of Hawaii, and they're they're in their late sixties, early seventies. Crushing they don't, it. They're crushing it. They don't really use social media. They're like, using friends. They, yeah, they're using their, their neighbors, their friends. Now, here's the deal. I, I had another conversation with somebody the other day, and they were like, "Well, I don't really feel comfortable selling products." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, "Bop, ah, there's your problem." Network marketing is not about selling products. No. It is really not. Look, if you have products that you're super passionate about, like for me, when I talk about Fatco, you know, skincare stuff, or when I talk about the apple cinnamon, or when I talk about junk headbands, right? I'm not affiliated in any way with junk headbands, but I freaking love them, and I post pictures all the time in them. It's not selling 
it's you're excited about something and some people are interested and looking for something like that. And some people are not interested and are not looking for something like that. Do you know how much I care about the people who are not interested in not looking for something like that? Zero bits. Zero bits. When we have something whether we're talking on Instagram or we're talking at the gym or at church or in the PTA meeting, you have something that is part of your life that you're excited about. It's not that we're trying to sell it to other people. We are open about what we do and the opportunity that we have. And as Pat Hintz says all the time, you kiss the girls that lean in. Not everybody is interested in what what you have going on. Like for you, You talk about real estate all the time. You love real estate. You're passionate about real estate. 99.9% of the people that you talk to aren't (laughs) buying a house right now. But when you come across somebody that's like, oh, you're a realtor? That's who you're looking for. You're not trying to go to people who aren't going to buy or sell and be like, let me tell you why. Now's a good time. Blah, 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 blah. That's That's where people get really crazy wrong. You don't need... When, and it depends on the type of company, but the majority of companies, you need between six and 12 people who are excited about what you're excited about to make a really good income. You don't need 6,000 to 12,000. You don't need 25,000. You don't need 100. You need six to 12 people who are as excited as you are about the opportunity that you have. You can find those at your kid's school. You can find those at the gym. I'm not saying you're going to find them in a day or a week or a month, but the truth is you do not need a big social media following and 99.9% of people didn't have that when they started. It wasn't required for the success. If they have it, they built it as a result of that or as a result of something else, but it is 1,000% not required. But I'm glad that person asked because I think this keeps people out of the game a lot. And my, my stance, I say it all the time, I don't care what you choose. I really, really don't. I believe that network marketing should be part of every single household's income diversification plan. I really do. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, Okay. We got a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And we're giving away... Fatco. No. No, he's he's trying to steal from you guys. He is. He's he's trying to be selfish. Cinnamon Apple Energy Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You can say the name. <laughs> he's so he's so literally you guys should have seen him when he walked out here. He's like, What? Why are you doing that? And he wasn't even playing. He was hundred percent serious. Like I thought we talked about this. We weren't giving any more of this away. But it's the holidays. At Katie Beth Brown. Doesn't that sound like such a friendly name, Katie Beth Brown? Sounds like someone stealing my cinnamon apple energy plus. Listen, at Katie Beth Brown. All you gotta do is email this bitter Betty. Christopher at primalpotential.com. You tell him you won 833. You apologize for stealing his energy plus. He will ship it out to you. Maybe. He will. But you've got to put 833 and you got to put your mailing address. Doesn't matter where in the world you live. We will get it to you. And uh, I'm really happy about it. I, I hope you wait more than 60 days. <laughs> 60 days to claim <laughs> your prize. All right. Everybody have an amazing day. Thanks so much for your questions. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.